You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. If you visit Detroit, if you are from Detroit, or if you live in Detroit, you never knew all this culture was alive and thriving here. This is the Detroit is Different Festival. October 24th through October 27th, join us at the inaugural Detroit is Different Festival at the Andy Arts, 3000 Finkel Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, 48238. Visit www.detroitisdifferent.com and get your tickets today. You're listening to the Josh Adams podcast on the Detroit is Different After Dark podcast network yes yes after dark i'm a different guy right now this time that we got um i just had some uh uber eats for the first time i had some popeye's chicken delivered to me some uh some chicken tenders um i'm gonna get into that more it was my first time so it was a very weird experience so i definitely want to share that with y'all but i got one of my uh one of my partners out here that's out in la a comedian avid listener of the show like i mean he, he damn near 63 percent of our fan base like like of our listenership this nigga is like, the fact that more niggas listen in California than they do in Detroit is because this nigga listens. And um, I want to show him some love. This is my brother, TP. What up, boy? What's up, bro, man? You good? Chill, dog. My dog, TP. TP, uh, today your birthday? September the what? September the 5th. So I am where I say I was. I just like to ask because women like to check where the fuck you at and you make it do. Cause I did tell a girl that I was out of town one time, and I was in the I was in the D. <laughs> I told a bitch I was straight up in Australia somewhere doing a show, nigga. I was on Six Mile Impurity on some bullshit. That would have turned the whole. I we would never know. And she and the crazy thing about it, if she listened to this podcast, she might. I knew that nigga was lying, like. Nigga, I was out. She was calling me on phone. I was talking shit like, "Damn, hold on, babe." A motherfucking kangaroo just ran by this bitch. Like, I was playing dude, roll, roll, roll. But uh, my nigga, 33. 33, bro. The same age, like, everybody say Jesus age. And I was just talking, like, why is Jesus the most famous 33-year-old? Because it's like, man, you look at it and you're like, damn, man, this dude did so much at 33, you know. And it's like, you look at yourself and, you know, you say, Jesus inside me. So, but I do that with everybody. Uh-huh. 20, oh, yeah, like, this day's I mean, yeah, you're right. You're right. I guess it's like, you know, it's about when you, so Jesus died at 33, right? Superman didn't get his powers. Like he didn't really turn into Superman until he was 33. So I don't know if they was like paralleling 
Jesus Christ and Clark Kent, but <clears throat> it was a lot of cold 33-year-olds. I think I was a cold-ass nigga at 33. I think I was. I am 35. What did I do significantly in 33? 33, so two years ago, that was 2017. I believe I started drinking at 33, so that turned me into a whole nother nigga. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm out here. Yeah. So I'm wilding. But happy birthday, my man. Uh, have you ever had Uber Eats? You ever dealt with that? Was it weird to you to have random niggas bringing you food? I didn't see it. Kari ordered it. This this the thing though. Them niggas don't look professional when they pull up. It looked like a regular nigga who like, first of all, the nigga was drinking out of cup. My cup was half open, like he poured a little bit of my shit in his. I'm counting my tenders. I didn't have a lot of fries. Popeyes usually put a lot of fries in there, nigga. They never put a compact amount. It's like these niggas was eating my fries, dog. What is the valley, real quick? Like, if so, we had to compare it, what was like in Detroit that I would know? Uh, What's com- man, it's comparable so, to? Man, it's like, damn. Because Detroit's so small, man. Well, you know, Michigan, I mean, general. Well, so the valley would probably be compared to, like, I want to say Southfield. Maybe, you know, like, just not out the hood, but just right around the corner. Just a little bit nicer. Yeah, little okay. Bit nicer. So go ahead, the valley. I just want to, you know, uh, get a, in my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. They did something. Mine was. It was kind of taped up. Yeah, yeah. Don't eat it. Man, these niggas. And then there ain't no check for that. Like, this niggas, it ain't no get out the car. Like, if nigga bring you your pizza, they give you a pizza, you look them in the eye. This nigga drove up, handed the car, like, out the window. Like, you know how you had a little bitch and she like, I'm going to drop you some food off I go somewhere? That's what happened. She handed this nigga the Popeyes. Another nigga pulled up, handed them some Jamaican food, and they left. So it's like, nigga, who do we reach out to if they fucked up? For real? That's a new thing? Oh, and we out here. We out here in uh, the fashion district slash the flower district, this kid row up the street. Uh, yeah, fashion district is, is definitely, for, this is probably the most area for the homeless people. And it's crazy, you know, coming from Detroit, and you think about homeless people, yeah. out here, it's cold as fuck. Out here, they chilling. Out here, you don't But it's funny, they stay in the fashion district, and they some of the worst dressed niggas. <laughs> And it ain't, but I'm just saying, like, I mean, when you ever seen a homeless nigga, like, he's sweet. It's like, but the fashion district right there. But, uh, so, TP, you been out here how long? Man, I moved out here uh, December 2015. All right, 20, all right, 015. What made you come out this way? Man, I was trying to get it, dude. I was tired of, I actually moved to Milwaukee before I came out here. I was in Milwaukee for like two years, but, you know, I was trying to get into the industry just as far as not being a, a talent, but more so just behind the scenes, like, as far as doing editing, shooting video, just kind of stand up key. Okay. Um, and I also want to kind of just get into, like, the, the A&R side of things, and just, like, you know, just background. I'm Damn, they said the A&R. Yeah, real low-key dude, but... You know, like, I ain't trying to be out front. I can be... Nah. I just want to help niggas. Like, all right, bet. I shoot the video. I edit it for you. I'm going to place you here and do that. I have the... Similar to what... What what Dez be doing? Kid Clever. He don't like Dez. You want to start being Dez, nigga? You thirty nine now. Like you can't be Kid Clever. Jeezy ain't young Jeezy no more. Wayne is Wayne, nigga. You not finna be a fifty year old nigga named Kid Clever. But you know what I mean. But so you moved out here. First of all, we gotta talk about Milwaukee. Milwaukee. That's where all the niggas live at out in uh, <clears throat> Milwaukee. Uh, that's uh, what's the state? Wisconsin. Um, what was that like being out there in Milwaukee? 
Like, man, a lot of people be hanging on Milwaukee. It's like, everybody that, I don't know, why you going out there? Why you moving out there? I got family in Milwaukee. So, yeah. you know, growing up, we'd always go to Milwaukee. Go to Milwaukee. So, going to Milwaukee, for me, it was like a fresh start out in Detroit because, you know, everybody said the same thing about the beat. You know, when I was out there, this was right before the, the city had announced the bankruptcy. But, you know, us being from Detroit, we already knew what was up. It was coming. As far as the city. So, I just wanted to be proactive and just, you know, break away and try to figure something out because I was being complacent. And it was like, man, I don't want to just be stuck here doing the same shit. So, Milwaukee, mm. honestly, shit grew me up because I was out on my own. And it was just like, all right, you know, and I'm, I'm supporting myself. And that actually gave me the encouragement to come out to L.A. To make the bigger league. Yeah, because it's like, I actually came out to L.A. before I was in Milwaukee, and I'm happy I did it because I think I would have failed. Honestly, I, I wasn't ready. Like, I learned so many financial lessons in Milwaukee. It was like, shit, I don't want to be in L.A. like that. But yeah. it, it definitely grew me up real fast. And moved out to LA. And um when he was making all these moves, uh, I mean like, okay, what was the hoes like in Milwaukee? I mean Cause I always love to know that. Cause it's hoes everywhere you go. No disrespect, ladies. I just you know, you know what I mean when I mean hoes. Come on now. <laughs> they know. Come on now. They understand. They understand. They out there? So when you, what you mean they was weak as fuck? You meant they was, well, what about them at the first, initially was weak about them? What's funny is like, I, when I went back to Detroit, I kind of saw the same shit I was seeing in Milwaukee, like chicks walking around in bonnets and pajamas and shit. Oh yeah, like that's that. right. What's up to me? You know, do your thing, whatever. I mean, I dress raggedy every now and again too. But yeah. Or a chick, you just be like, damn, that girl, like, the fuck, step your game up. But, so, I mean, but we come, I mean, people think that women in Detroit are like the best dressed. Like, I mean, do do we do we own that? Is that something we think? Like, you know what though? Like, just being different places, I will say, it ain't no woman like a Detroit chick. Like, it's like they they. Bring Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a good thing, I think, because it's like out here, especially like chicks in Cali, like they they kind of be wild, you know. You still in a relationship? Yeah. Where your girl from? She from Detroit. Oh damn! I thought that nigga should be like, oh, uh, <laughs> Co- Covina, <laughs> Culver City. <laughs> Oh, okay. So you okay? So go ahead. So you said nothing like a chick from Detroit. So you met her where? In Detroit. Oh, and she moved out here, or was she already out here? No, she moved out here. With you? Yeah. My nigga, TP, Flew growing out. up. Yeah. Flew out, my nigga. Yeah. That was after a long distance relationship too, because I was in Milwaukee. She was Damn. So wow. So how you make a long distance relationship work? Me and a young fly nigga from the city. <laughs> that shit is hard, dog. To be real, I mean. It, because uh, we went through our shit too, but at the end of the day, you know, we got a lot of love for each other. She, she cool as fuck. How long y'all been married? Uh, we ain't married. <laughs> <laughs> she gonna listen to this one. Look at you, like nigga. So when we getting married? Because me and her can listen to the show all the fucking time. Shout out to you. Shout out to Miss Lady, Miss TP. Tell that nigga to pop the question. <laughs> You heard it here first, nigga. You know what I'm saying? And I want to be at the wedding. And we're going to do a live Josh Shadows podcast at the wedding. You know what I'm saying? Real talk, man, because it's like, I've been seeing a lot of failed marriages and shit. No, that's real. I don't pray marriage or nothing like that, but I just be seeing niggas fucking up. And I want to be one of them dudes, man, that's just like, so I got some friends that's married that just got married. Uh, even, my, even my girl, she just came back from a wedding uh, 
Oh, what up? Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of weddings. My uh, my ex, her best friend just got me, both her best friends. It's so funny how most about all these girls got best friends, but both her best friends just got married, and of course that our relationship ended six, seven years ago. So I ain't shit in her eyes. You know what I'm saying? So whatever. With that, I mean, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, but you know it's just what it is at this point. So it's just a lot of marriage. A lot of people get married, man, and. That kind of shit, and then niggas like you that's just in the position. I want to be married. I fuck with niggas like Kari who, like, Kari ain't shit, and he uses his excuse to be that he worrying on his business and focusing on his shit. Like, getting married. Like, getting married. No, nigga, like, getting married gonna affect that. If you find somebody that can hold you down, and Kari wanna reach over and rebuttal, but I'm not gonna let the nigga, you know what I'm saying? You just make sure the sound working, nigga. You know what I'm saying? No, Kari, for real though, why you ain't, like, what's up? Why you ain't getting married? What's happening? Josh is crazy, man. <clears throat> marriage is a—it's a business institution, man. So business do affect marriage, like straight up. Uh, you think about the roots of it. So if I find a woman where the same value sets is there, and I'm not necessarily looking for marriage, so I know I sound like—I um, don't know—I'm not looking for it. So it would have to be somebody that. Prove to me that we on the same level with the value systems and then I understand my business flow. And then if that happened, she going to earn it. Like, I look at it, like I always say, it's a strike. She going to earn marriage. But if she rock with me and she earn it and we on the same space, hell yeah. But other than that, I ain't looking for it because looking for it, that's a bad business move to look for. Yeah. It's like, uh, even when we started coming around, it's like, you know you're in a relationship and your phone start ringing and you don't pick it up. And she don't say shit because she already knows how you cut. So, mm-hmm. but after a while, the phone stopped ringing. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then also, families get married. That's the part of the business. So, it's not just you taking on her. It's you taking on her family. And your family's mesh. Because the minute that you marry, now, you know... How she interacts with her mother or father. I mean, the average, I shouldn't say the average, but a lot of the women that I deal with have children. So now I'm not just taking on her, it's her, it's it's her child and her the the father's or baby daddy's family or the the father of the child's family too, and how they mesh. And then also welcoming this child into whatever home we have. How do we business plan? What is gonna be our you know, lifelong goals, decades in. I'm thinking about all this shit, and especially the way that I make moves. You know how much I invest. I mean, I may save up. You know, ain't no may. You know, I save up. I save up for me thousands of dollars to reinvest in business. If I'm married to somebody, that's a very guilty play. And I don't know if somebody's gonna be feeling that when they like, you know, we ain't going on no vacation. I want to get a new car. We should live in a better neighborhood. I'm like, if it's not creative differences or Detroit is different, I don't see any investment over $2,000 probably for the, well, $2,000 to $3,000 for the next 10 years of my life. That's some hella shit to lock into when a lot of the women that I meet right now is on some, you know, I've been working my job right now. I want to live my best life. I want to get to Vegas. I want to get to Miami. 
And I'm just looking at that like, okay, if this is not a business move, this is a detriment to me. Ladies, don't let Kari run that bullshit on you. Fuck that nigga. <laughs> that nigga ain't doing it like that. That nigga really talked all that shit and y'all fell for it until I got on there and really told you what it was. Fuck out of here, nigga. So, anyway, TP, you and your lady, you was throwing parties and you was frivolous in the streets and... And you said she stopped picking up, so she stopped calling, and that, and that's when you realized what you started to. Keep. So y'all were spending that much time together. Yeah. See, that's organic. So it was never a point where you was like, you stop talking to who you talking to. I'ma stop. It just was like y'all start kicking it, and eventually everybody else fell off. That's what's supposed to happen. All right, Jesus. Where, you know, I ain't going to keep chasing you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going to let you know I'm feeling you. And you say, all right. From there, it's going to be what it's going to be. Yeah. That's dope. That's the, that's the best way to happen, so. And then y'all kept a long, decent relationship running. That was hard, but that shit was rough, so. Like what? And this was like, I mean, this did you both y'all have iPhones so y'all could FaceTime and like do free shit? Yeah, yeah. But the thing about it is we kind of, like when I moved to Milwaukee, we, we weren't at, at the best terms necessarily. Like, so y'all basically took like a break. It wasn't even a relationship. It was kind of like, all yeah, right. It was, it, was, it was, we were still together. Like if somebody's like. <clears throat> yeah, 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 that's my girl. That's my nigga. Was y'all friends first? Or you, I don't yeah, get that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't hear that part. I thought you just made, got on. It was what it was. Well, I met her, um, well, I met her at, a, at a corner store. Like, I was going to party. That uh, <laughs> <laughs> nigga car, he looked at the side, like, <laughs> on a little store run. Well, look, though, so, so it was crazy. It was, <laughs> no, it wasn't even like that. I was in a car. Oh, you smoke White Owls? That's the nigga. Uh, oh, we just chick, talking about that. Chick pulled up on the side of me, and uh, I had some flyers. I was going to party. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a birthday party for my homeboy, Vaughn. So I'm like, I'm going to go grab her, give her a flyer. You know what I'm saying? On that tip. So she walked in the store. I walked in behind. I think I was going to grab a little Martinelli's or something. Okay. So like, What's up? You know what I'm saying? Uh, how you going over? Oh, I got a little party coming up. Why don't you come through? So she looked at the flyer. She said, oh, man, I was thinking that was the past. I'm like, oh, shit. So I was like, you got this? The connect was made, nigga. Six degrees of separation. It's Cast Tech. It's a lot of people yeah, who went there, yeah. So we, yeah, yeah. We, we nailed it down or whatever. whatever. <laughs> and uh, I just seen her in the streets or whatever. So I just say, what's up? And we just kept moving. But, you know, I'm, I'm the type of dude, you know, a lot of, lot of people that I kick with, man, it's, it's over time, man. I'm laid back. I'm to myself. I don't really, you know. So you cool with the long game. You like, I'm here to, I, you yeah, know, you build. Like, it's going to work. Yeah, I'm going to run into you. We're going to bump into each other. It's as big as it is here, it's small. The type of parties, I knew she was going out. So it's like, you know, everybody go out in Detroit. Can't help but yeah. to one party. So I was like, I everybody hang out in the same, like, you know, this, this we at Tuesday, Wednesday, we here. Yeah. 
Thursday we here. This is where you're going to run into everybody. So, y'all moved out here. So, how did you coerce her to move out here with you? Like, look, I'm broke. Come on out here. You're not even broke. Like, hey, I'm moving out here. This is what I'm on. She got to be a different shite. She obviously is built from different stuff. Yeah. To be like, all right, I'm going to move out here because I don't know if she got family out here or what. So, she like, nigga, you my only thing out here. So, for her to come out here, she got to be cut different than all the motherfuckers that we like... That cash doll country that we live in out there, like that's it's a bunch of girls down there with twenty eight inch ponytails down their back, and they out there screaming, "Uh, he can't do no wrong when he got his, when he got his buffs on, he can't do wrong." So it's like, how you you know what I'm saying? You got lucky in a sense. Cause don't act like you got an eye for it, like you just eyed her out. You was you was on her like you was on the rest of them, yeah. Everything was luck, man. Yeah. But what happened was, she was like, so before we really started kicking it. I definitely told her I wasn't really trying to be in a relationship because I wanted to move to Cali. This is before I went to Milwaukee. So I'm like, man, I want to go to Cali. She's like, Cali, everybody said the same shit. Why you want to go to here? You know what I'm saying? So when I moved to Milwaukee, we was kind of going through our shit. I actually, uh, I took her on a vacation to L.A. So just to let her see it, you know, just some, some player shit, you know what I'm saying, get away for the week. So when, when I brought her out here and we kissed it, she was like, yeah, this shit's dope. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she was in school at the time. So it was like, all right, we just made a plan. I'm like, all right, I'm going I'm to keep, you know, hustling, you know, to, for this amount of time until you get out of school. And she, I was like, so, she was like, I don't want to work in Michigan. I was like, fuck it, let's go to Cali. And we just put our put our heads together, and we just did that shit. We ain't even think about it too much. See, that's what I'm saying, man. You got, when you, when you want to go get it, you got to make it happen. My nigga Tony took his look. He took all the money he made, flipped it into some type of narcotic. You got him and his girl out here on the West Coast, and my nigga grew his beard out. You know what I'm saying? Took the buffs off and came out here, and he's trying to be into. You know what I'm saying? Trying to just stay under the under the radar and get his money, nigga. I know what what snowfall look like, nigga. I know what's going on. I know what he's doing out here. He's getting real money out here. My nigga out here living good. He got money in the wall, and he chilling, man. My nigga out here really getting it in. So. Um, you out here dabbling, so you dabbling in the comedy, right? Yeah. I ain't gonna say dabbling, you doing the comedy. Yeah. All right, so what's it like coming, because you didn't do comedy at the crib, right? You know what, I, I, I never hit the stage. First time I actually did a show in Detroit was the, the show I did with you, uh, that you invited me to, but uh, Simply Chanel. And, uh, okay, yeah, 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 when well, you came back home, so. But you know, we had did that, I think I heard you talk about this on the last show, but. Uh, this nigga really listen. One. Oh, <clears throat> we shot that skit. Yeah. My nigga, that was 40 years ago. That was a while back. Like, like more so improv, sketch and, man. Yeah. yeah. And what's funny was, <clears throat> it sounded like you was a cool nigga in the city. So that comedy shit was silly shit. So for you to even kind of get out and do it, you was like, you was throwing parties, running around with Ty and all the niggas who throw parties and shit. So you probably was like on the low, sneaking around, like, all right, I'm gonna fuck with this comedy. Cause that's how that's how nigga, you know, you treat it like that. Comedy is something in the city that's just coming to the forefront now. Comedy is cool now. Like Kevin Hart and Wildin' Out made it something to be like, oh, being a comedian is cool. Cause it was corny at one point in time. Like, you know how many people I heard see me do comedy and was like, nigga, I ain't gonna lie, I always thought comedy was corny till I saw you. Like, they <laughs> for real. I mean, I get it though, because I know what they mean by that. Like, the shit that we think, when you think comedy traditionally, you be like, no, nah, that ain't really what I'm into. You know what I'm saying? But now it's like, 
Yeah, like Gallagher, Jerry Seinfeld, like whoever you might think comedy is like, Chris Rock ain't for everybody. Like, like I tell niggas to this day, Martin's You So Crazy and just, just Martin and Chris Rock in general. Martin was hella funny to me when I was a kid and Chris wasn't. The older I got, they started to like, one was going down, the other was coming up. It was like the older I got, the more I was like, yeah, this is kind of childish. Nigga just cussing, talking about pussy fucking and all that. And Chris Rock shit was more like, wow, I understand it now. It took me to be at another age to appreciate what it is he do. But I talk about that shit all the time. You moved out here, started doing comedy, and like you just basically was like, all right, I'm out here, I'm trying what? Everything? Like, nigga, it's like, all right, bet, I'm about to just throw my hat in the ring. So you ain't got family out here. You just jumped. Okay. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. You gonna be where it's going out at? Yeah. Niggas, he peace out for managing nigga out here. That boy out here on everything. And, uh, we just chopped it up, and he's like, come to my show with me. Mm-hmm. So I went to a couple shows with him, and we was rapping, because I think chill as fuck. I'm just get on the mic. And I was like, nah, I don't know, man. I want to do it. He's like, oh, you bitch. You don't believe in that problem. Yeah, you're not around. So I was like, fuck it. I'm a, I did the shit. And what's crazy is like, I'm like, man, give me a week. Let me just like sit down and write some shit. So mm-hmm. I, I took a couple of days. I wrote some shit out. Yeah, in the open mic. And that's when I met, uh, what's her name? I want to say her name is... Tiffany Haddish. No, I about made this nigga story legendary. Like, I met Tiffany Haddish, man, and she just took off out of that. No, Jasmine, yeah. Jasmine. I had her open mic up in uh, something else. But the shit went good, man. It's mm-hmm. better than what I anticipated it going. Okay. As far as just actually getting in front of a, a room full of people. Because that open mic in particular was at a restaurant. It was packed like motherfuckers. It was like wow. Yeah. I don't get niggas who be looking at kind like sitting there. I'm like, nigga, why don't you want to be able like even if you like, man, I don't want to be here. It's like why wouldn't you be open to the situation and be like, nigga, hey, I had a good time. Yeah. Like I just that's why I, I don't say I attack niggas, but if I see you at a show and you kinda of trying to fuck the vibe up, I'll go at you because it's like, why would you want to ruin this for everybody? Yeah. Nigga, you pussy. But um <laughs> I don't know, man. And I was having this conversation with them. Yeah. We got to uh about just being out here and having a certain moral compass when you come out here because a lot of comedians telling me, like, bro, it's a lot of people that can put you in situations that aren't the most ni- aren't the nicest people or the coolest motherfuckers, and you got to kind of build with them. And in my head, it's like, I don't like bullies, and if you're a whole-ass nigga, uh, for the most part, I ain't going to say shit to you, and then I might, you know, if it gets to the point where you tripping, I'm going to come to you at a certain way because it's like, nigga, I don't give a fuck who you on the road with or, nigga, who you writing for or how many credits you got. Nigga, we humans at the end of the day. Nigga, like, I'll beat your motherfucking ass, and I'm not the toughest nigga in the world, but I just, nigga, I, I feel like I got more, more heart than you, nigga, and I'll beat your ass. I don't give a fuck if you smaller than me or if you 800 feet tall, you know, 8, eight feet tall, but. It's different for you, though, because, like, you're more seasoned, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you coming out here to do something, you, you would advance, like, mm-hmm. Years, six months old, as far as comedy. 
Yeah. It's like I'm a student of the craft. Like I, I literally go back and watch everything. And yeah. I, write, I focus on writing. It's funny because like I used to hit the stage and I just just to kind of freestyle. And try to make it up. Yeah. <laughs> it it, it kind of happened organically. It'd be mm-hmm. like they they bring me out to a crazy song. Like, and you roll off that, this, yeah. This go. And I find a punchline, and then I'll take that home. Like, let me write this and make it sharp. Mm-hmm. But it's but it that don't never stop though. Like I'm still a student. Like nigga, like we was at the Savoy last night, nigga, and I was just watching niggas perform Corey and uh, Donnell Rollins and Melly Camacho, and I'm like, nigga, this a hood crowd in L.A. Well, we're in California. We was in Inglewood, but it's just like, nigga, you never gonna stop learning, never gonna stop refining. Even we looking at somebody like Chappelle, who right now is probably done did the master's course, and I don't know what you do after you get your master's, cause I didn't fuck with college like that. But this nigga is. At the tip top of where he at, and it's like that's where I want to go. And I'm almost certain if you talk to that nigga, he's still learning. It's like he's still every day finding out something new that he can apply to what he's doing. So, nigga, that shit don't ever, ever, ever stop, dog. So you got the right mentality. Me even being 14 years in, it's like I'm still new, believe it or not. I mean, you all, we all, nigga, we all knew until I think you get your turn. Like until it's like, all right, here you go. But nigga, a career in comedy don't start to like. 14 and 15, and there's some exceptions to the rule. You pop whenever. But in reality, I hear everybody be like, nigga, until you 14, 15 in, you ain't really going to, the opportunities ain't going to come. Like, nigga, until you out here, nigga, at a red roof in, drunk <laughs> off Hennessy, looking at yourself in the mirror like, dog, what is going on? Like, I got to figure something out. Yeah, you ain't doing comedy, nigga, so you still got your red roof experience to come up. <laughs> Like, right now, nigga, this is the grind. Like, me and my nigga, done, we done flew out here to L.A. on Spirit, where they ain't had no more seats. We had to stand up the whole flight. We had to stand up, nigga, like we was on a bus. And now we in the Airbnb with all this wild, freaky-ass uh, Buddhist artwork. And then my bed is out here in the living room, and I got to jack off and be listening, making sure this nigga don't walk out the room. And then it's a little thing that go... <laughs> And then it's like a little, <laughs> it's like a little air freshener thing that goes at every hour on hour. So I'm thinking it's him finna run out, but it's the air conditioner. It's the, it's the air freshener thing. So it's like, nigga, this is what comedy is and niggas don't get it. They see the Cuban link chain around uh, Kevin Hart neck and uh, get well, my nigga. Um, but nigga, this shit, bro, it's a grind. Enjoy the whole journey. And nigga, who knows where it's going to lead you? Like, nigga. Comedy may be it, but it may lead you to where you was trying to get back to, back behind the scenes. Or, nigga, in some in front of somebody's movie. Just, nigga, you might be doing porn out there, nigga, in the hills. You never know. Depends how open your lady is if the money right. You know, Jada Fire might. Why would you not want to do a cam soda? If, 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 who your favorite porn star, Tony? You look like a Melrose Fox. <laughs> You look like a Mill Rose Fox man, yeah, if I had to say so. So she hit you up like, look, I think you, what? Uh, when I was, Jada Fire? No, when I came back from Detroit. Um, the body. Nigga, I was on stairs and, I was, and, and the body was sitting right I knew there. it. So she was sitting right behind me and it's like, I kind of want to be like, you know. That's crazy. Because <laughs> you don't know. But shout out to the body. Body is a stripper from uh, Detroit, Michigan. She was a dancer. She has that's the one with the butterfly tatted on her ass, and um, that is the body. And she was on Spirit. Look, she walked past me, and all I saw was ass. I was like, well, the fact that she on Spirit let me know that their pussy ain't shit. Because if the pussy was like that, she'd at least be an American. 
Card went to the back. Nigga, nigga, <laughs> Pinky ain't on spirit. Pinky is at the very least flying Delta. At the very least, Pinky is flying Delta, my nigga. You know what I just thought about? And I, we was drunk the other night at the comedy store, and I made a mistake and made this, uh, just said this. Uh, I was trying to say Angela Bassett, and it's something else. And I ended up saying Angela Bussett. That, whoever's coming up in porn, that should be the next star in porn, Angela Bussett. And I just want to say it on this podcast first, that I came up with this name at the comedy store over there in Hollywood. In, uh, in Hollywood. Um, yeah, man, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt right. It felt like end game. You know what I'm saying? It felt like it felt like somebody had snapped their finger and I was gone for five years. And then they and then uh, the portal opened up and then I, it was me and I walked out that bitch like we are here with you, Captain. And I walked out. But no, nah, man, it was it was cool, man. I got to go up um, before Rose Battle. Shout out to them, um, Brian Moses. He put me up, got me on. Darius pulled the strings. Ron wasn't there because you know Ron's a star now. So Ron moves, and he walks around, and he, Ron was always late, so he was just late. So luckily, Darius was able to finesse and he got me on the show. Uh, Darius? Yeah, he worked at the comedy store. Uh, Jeff was there. Heather came out. Who else was there? I Be Original, my bad. My baby, Be Original was there, Brandon Jordan. We was all out there kicking it, man. It was just like we here. You know what I'm saying? It was like Zach Stein was there. Zach Stein got me on at the Ice House last night. Uh, shout out to Bruce. That's his boy. There's a lot of nepotism going on, man. It's comedy here, and I'm with it. I don't know if it's called nepotism because we ain't we we comedy family, but we comedy family, so it's nepotism. So my niggas is plugging me, and it's like the, the, I was talking to the OGs about this in the car. You know Howie Bell? Yes, sir. Howie Bell is out here, and he was talking about it. Seemed like the Detroit comedy comedians are the Detroit Lions of the comedy game, and he was saying Chicago is winning and doing all this shit. And I was like, I wanted to disagree with him because I was saying, like, it ain't kind of like that. We more like whatever the next young and up-and-coming team is. If you want to say Cleveland, uh, who else a good young team? Maybe the L.A. Rams because our renaissance is coming now. Like, Chicago didn't get popping. Not to say they was popping, but their run started, like, in the 90s when all them niggas, they had death jammed out and all this shit happened. Now it's happening with us when you got CP out here, Ron Taylor. You got Jay Alexander out here. Uh, you got Brad Wenzel out here, TP out here, um, and nigga, more of us is coming, and we're funny, and we all have the abilities on each side to write, to 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 do it on TV, to do it on the internet, to do it in movies, to do it on stage. Like 2020, the run about to be nasty. Like you know what I'm saying? Like the run about to be very nasty, and I feel like with me deciding to make the move out here, it's like okay. So now KD want to come over to Brooklyn with Kyrie, and they're going to bring Melo over there. And then Kari is barefoot, and he coming with us. <laughs> <laughs> and Dez throws his ankle because he's 70 years old with no facial hair. And when he coming out here, and it's like, nigga, the shift is happening. And I think niggas feel it because it's, it's a correlation between that DVE shit happening, the Detroit versus everybody becoming a phrase that is like ingratiated into everything now. And, you know, Detroit is different. And all this shit is like, something about to happen. <laughs> it's, 
It's just gonna be a lot of bitches pregnant in California in the sonogram. They baby gonna have Cardi's on when they look in the. They might like, wait a minute. It's a it's a nigga from the city of Detroit. Like they ain't gonna know boy girl. They gonna see a baby with some buff song. We coming for your bitches. Oh, it's happening. Yeah, I went over at uh, Spike Spot. Shout out to, to Spike. Spike and, uh, weird. He a cool guy. Uh, G thing. So in your head, it's like, nigga, it's simple, but it's just, nigga, all the excuses I had don't add up no more to what the reality of my life is. It's like, I can't do more for my daughters at the crib. I can't do more for them at the crib than I could if I come here. If I come here, I'm basically going to be like broke like I am now. I can't spend as much time as I can at the crib because I'm always working, trying to make it happen, chasing bitches around. And then like now here, it's like, at least I can be... At least when I come out here, I can do the work, nigga. Like, I can do the work, and I feel like when I move out here, I've been telling everybody, I'm going to be mad I ain't move out here four years ago. Because I ain't going to say it's going to happen fast, but it's going to happen. And I'm going to be like, ain't this about a bitch. I could have been already straight out here, so I could have put my mom, my pops, everybody in a better situation. The niggas I fuck with, Corey, Dez, J-Bill, everybody I mess with is like, nigga, we can start really building and doing what we got to do. Like, now I'm not saying I'm the final puzzle piece, but I know when I do what I'm supposed to do, I know who I am building with. I already got it in my mind. Like, it's really not a lot of new niggas I'm into in my life. Like, you know what I'm saying? But you, so Besides Project Pat, because I always said, man, that nigga was going to get cool. So, so what, Jeff, Jeff moved out here? Jeff, Jeff, Jeff is the most recent nigga to move out here. Come, uh, so, Motown Lab King, something. Darius is out here. And Ron. And, like, and I'm just a nigga at the crib. Um, City holding me down, holding me back. It's a lot of good pussy out in the city. <laughs> <laughs> It is. I just discovered the east side. I, just <laughs> I found a lot of west side. On the west side, it's a lot of vagina out there, but it was. I, just, I went to the east like, this is what kind of pussy y'all growing over on this side of town? But uh, no, no, you right. I mean, no, I, I mean, I, they all out here, once Darius moved, it was like, no, no, I knew Jeff was going, but Darius moved on some like, Jeff had already planned his move. Darius moved on some, the most Darius Bennett way you could possibly get into it. He got into it with his girlfriend. Uh, I think some wild happened, and this nigga was drunk and went to the airport and got on a plane, bro, with nothing, and came out there. The most Darius Bennett shit you can do. But even though that's funny as fuck, like, that's, that's random as fuck, mm-hmm. I never got that drunk, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah, nobody can't say that. Darius the only nigga. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like that too. You know what I mean? Just do it. All right. Can we take, like, one minute to just appreciate Megan Thee Stallion real fast and everything that she do? This young lady is out here doing her thing. 
She is like 23 years old, but she is very thick, very charismatic. Kari don't like her. Yeah, she just like she's. It's just sometimes you got to give people their flowers while they're here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are we going to wait for her to fall off? Like, or whatever her, you know, she decided to do something else. Shout out to her. She got bitches drinking Douce and out here living their life and fucking a lot of niggas. And towards the end of the summer, she started doing, she's like, you know what? I'll still go to college as well. And then she got these hoes back drinking water. So I want to give a big shout out to Megan Thee Stallion. It is uh, sponsored by, this show is sponsored by Megan Thee Stallion. She got a nigga. She fucking with money bag, yo, but whatever. Um, man. Yeah, and before dark. We doing this in the daytime, but it's dark where you niggas at. No, it ain't. It's one o'clock here, so it's four o'clock in the afternoon back in the city. So I often say. I think it's dope that y'all consistent with it. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and the quality of the show is, is just like it's inspiring to me. Like I think before y'all started even doing y'all podcast, like I was I was searching like different comedy podcasts. Like, I just love to laugh, dude. Like I, I love me good mood, man. So your show is the one of the shows I listen to. Rick Roberts, School of Ass, another one that I listen to. That's on your shit? Um, oh. And then, uh, my <laughs> so I ain't never met Rick Roberts. the podcast because you get to you get to talk to people and like for a very long time and get to get deeper than you do like radio interviews like you can't really get in depth depth with shit like how we can ask you all this shit we asking you somebody wants to me to be like hold on bro so what the hoes look like in milwaukee like they want me to do that but we couldn't do that on the radio it's just like oh you live in milwaukee let's breeze past that and get over here like you know what i'm saying like another thing yeah shout out to my hoes in, in, in milwaukee these niggas, that one podcast we put up about when I was talking about when we had a niche on the show and I was talking about it was the worst year ever, right? Niggas, I, that podcast, T, I think you hit me up about that. T hit me up about it. Uh, my nigga Ant hit me up about it. Uh, rapper. A rapper hit me up about it. Oh, what's my man's name? God damn, I'm mad, bro. My bad, dog. And this my man, too, dog. This my man, bro. Oh, I'm going to remember it. Niggas hit me up like, bro, I feel you, bro. Keep doing what you're doing. I had this happen to me. EJ Watson hit me up like, nigga, I slept, I slept in the car for like two years. Hey, nigga, I don't need no Kickstarter. Like, niggas hit me up like, hey, Josh, you good? Hold your head, cuz. I was like, I'm straight. I was like, as bad as it, as bad as it sound, yeah, I'm, I'm out there based on decisions I made. So it's like, nigga, I'm doing this honestly for the greater good, of course. But it's like, nigga, it's as bad as it's going to get because it's going to flip over. But shout out to niggas on and the love and everything. I appreciate that. I'm glad I said it, though, because I feel like I opened up a, a dialogue for niggas to be like, all right, bet if you're going through some shit, you're supposed to say something. Put it out there because niggas was like, bro, yeah, this happened to me and woo, woo, woo. And niggas was like, man, I love you, nigga. I just want you to know, you know what I'm saying, that I'm dealing with some shit, too. And I was like, my nigga, cool. That's why I did it. I ain't do it for niggas to be like, hey, fam, you know what I'm saying? I got a, hundred, a couple hundred. Nigga, I'm straight, my dog. Like, I'm good out here. I just was saying that because it could easily be somebody's best year, but it's somebody out there who, like, nigga, this, this is the worst year I've having. And I just wanted them niggas and niggas know you ain't by yourself and don't do nothing crazy. It's only, it's only temporary. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I said it. And TP definitely reached out. 
And what was you finna say? Because I got to find out what this, my man name was because I feel terrible. Name tag, my bad, bro. My nigga tag, yeah, tab. He do a podcast and he hit me up like, bro. I I watched that. I listened to that one. It stuck out. Shout out to my nigga uh, Glow with Humble Way. He hit me up too. My bad. Go ahead. I just felt bad. I forgot that name. Can't give him shit. Yep. Most definitely. I was just telling people that, bro. You, you, if you let life beat you down, it's gonna beat you down. You gotta get stronger. Life ain't gonna never stop hitting you with shit. You gotta be strong enough to be like, get up, take all them hits. And still go ahead and get to where you're going, and then that's only gonna make you bigger and badder, like you said. So, yes, it ain't gonna never stop fucking with you. Like, nigga, like, you don't get scared thinking about when you, your dick just stopped working. No, 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 nigga, your dick, and you just not gonna want to fuck no more. Like, that life, dog, like, it's coming, nigga. When you get to the point where you like, you don't want to really fuck no more, and you kind of just want to sit around, cut your grass, and listen to these old ass podcasts. And remember, it was like, man, I'm listening to the Bad Breath podcast, nigga. Season 29, you a honey. I just be thinking about that, like, nigga, them times is coming. That's why you got to live your life now, cause nigga, you only gonna be young. You know, nigga, youth is fleeting. Yeah, your youth is fleeting. Nigga, you was what, 23? Nigga, I was 25. I had just, I was two years. I didn't realize I was two years kicking it with Johanna mama. Guess what? Guess what was coming when 26 came? Johanna. I'm out here 25 living my life, nigga. And then Johanna came. I was like, what? I'm a whole daddy out here. Booney got his girl pregnant. And I should have got away from that nigga. Immediately. Once he called me, like, he was like, hey, Tory pregnant. I should have hung up in that nigga face. But I talked to him. I consoled him through it. Little did I know I done already got off. Johanna was in there working. But, you know, love my babies. Johanna, Kennedy, love y'all both. Tony on the way. He about to have him one. I don't know how you made it this long. Man. Y'all got some paperwork out there? <laughs> y'all real careful? Why, though, man? Y'all been together for so long. That's why they together so long. Yeah, Nigga, please. It's, it's, it's a balance, man. That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. Yep. Because I want to get 
Yeah. Put up every set when it ain't ready. Do it. You know, like, but, you know, and Jay a good nigga. He is, man. He is a good dude, man. And it's like, and I'm, I'm just Yeah. It's damn near that simple though. Like, man, especially in a city like I don't know about LA, but I just know niggas try to make comedy seem like, oh bro, I can put you on. If you get to a show early enough in the city, dog, they'll put you on. That's probably in any city. You know, if you get there early enough, they're gonna put you up first. Like if as any comedians wanna start out, go. If it's an open mic, they'll put you up. As long as you're there on time and you respect and respect the light. That's it. They give you five minutes, somebody lights you, finish your thought and get out the way. Yeah, I've been doing that since I was here. Like, I've been killing. But in my head, it's like, do you want to be a guy who kills or uh, overruns the mic and is that arrogant nigga that's tripping? But it's like, no, I'd rather be the guy that, oh, he funny and he humble and he cool and he respectful. Because I'm going to get them times. Like, nigga, I'm going to get to the point where they're going to let me do as much time as I want. I don't got to come here and hog the stage. Hey, what up? Make my introduction. Get out the way, nigga. Less is more. Yeah. And that's, that's what I learned, too. Like, just being a student of the game, like, learning the ins and outs, being respectful, even in the open mic, like, yeah. That's respectful. No. Yeah. Open mic important too, bro. Never lose that. Like, never think that you know open mics ain't where it's at. Like, that's where you. That's where you go get better. Like, I don't know what people think. Like Kevin Hart and them, do they traditionally go to open mics? No, but they start doing more like they go to comedy clubs and they might be doing a regular show for them. They open mic in that. But you at now you at a level where you hooping different. Now, now you hooping at a level where it's like, all right, every time I'm at the gym, you know what I'm saying? It's a you know, Mayweather when he trained, nigga, it's an event. Yeah. People there. So that's what it is. But open mics and building with the people at the open mics, so that's the best thing to do, bro. Like we did one at the Ice House. Only reason we left so early was because we had to go to the Savoy. But nigga, yeah, they but they get it. It was like, okay, my man in time. Maria Banford opened up the show. For y'all that don't know, funny comedian. I don't know where she from, but she funny as hell. She got the hell on. So it was like, all right, cool. I had something else to do. If we didn't, we would have kicked it. You know what I'm saying? Like tonight, I'm going over to maybe do Crack em Up Thursdays. If I can get up, cool. If not, I'm going to just kick it at the store. So... Kicking it and being around comedy is a very, very smart thing to do, whether you pick it up. That's just that's the sound. It's, imagine every five minutes that's going off and you trying to get off. You know what I'm saying? You got the sock and everything and you trying to do what you do. And nigga, you, I'm thinking Kari will come out. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm hoping this nigga not going to look to the right just because if you come out, bop to the left, nigga. But um, nigga, okay, so you listen to the podcast. We be talking about comedy a lot. What's your favorite episode? If you had to just say it out here. Nigga, that's probably my top three right there. One of my top three, that Kool-Aid one. Whether he, that happened or not, if he was still here, just the shit he gave us. Yeah, the game he gave us. Yeah, it was like. That was his last one. That was his last one. Yeah, 
Oh. His last interview, I believe, like, I mean, Dez had one he did before us, but that was like his last one. And, man, we kicked it about everything, dog. Yeah. That popped up too. And then, yeah, just hearing about his process of writing and all that shit, man, and um, wanting to do a special and how he would do it and type of venue he'd do it in. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was definitely one of the ones that I'm glad we got. Like, you know, I used to be nervous to ask some niggas to come do stuff like that. But they would be hella open to it. I'm like, hey, cool, we doing a uh, podcast, come through. And we was downstairs because I think it was super hot upstairs. I don't know. And we, we was on these. We had a, these, these microphones we was holding in our hand, like regular mics and Nigga, we kicked it, and Kari just got such a man crush on that Kool-Aid. It was like, you know what I'm saying? It was like, <laughs> you had to let that nigga really love on him. Like, at my birthday, this nigga Kool-Aid hosted it. This nigga gave that nigga the introduction. I was like, damn, well, fuck it then. I guess we let this nigga do the whole show. Like, Kari got real, like, real deal, like, nigga. If Kool-Aid said, what up, I might be like, what up? You know what I'm saying? Like, it was a weird situation. But, but you got to think the nigga met the nigga. They was, you heard the story. They met when he was hella young. And Kool-Aid was always around. But yeah, man, that was a dope one. You got a lot of uh, funny episodes, man. It's like, but that's the one that stands out right off the top. Yeah, that Kool-Aid one's hard. And I, I like the, the show was super, I like when you had chicks on there. Like, uh, I like it better. I like when we had chicks on there. Because we be talking our little shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I like to have that. Yo, that one chick you had on there, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. Massage yeah, yeah, yeah. See, Savannah. Oh, <laughs> shout out to my baby Savannah. She good people. She pump fake a lot though. That freaky shit don't like that freak shit. She be talking ain't really, but she a freak for the right nigga. But she act like she just out there and it ain't that. But Savannah hella cool, man. Yeah, man, because we know Savannah, man, and how she get down. She come in there talk about, oh yeah, I suck that dick good and woo woo woo. You like, all right, Savannah. Oh, where? CP. CP. Do they? No, nigga, don't write it down. Say it. Did you want him to write it down? You. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. oh, well, you did want to write it down. <laughs> but still, give me your IG. It was like, oh, you can write it down, but say it. I mean, I want niggas to follow. He got a girl, so you can't really fuck with that nigga for real. And she's from the city, so she probably can scrap. What part of town she from? She ran up on you yet? She trapped that nigga. Shout out to the queen that put her hands on that nigga. Sometimes you got to let a nigga what time it is. Argue. That's crazy. My nigga, that's beautiful, bro. I mean, I done had, what we see? My baby mama's done ran on me a combined out of two of them three times. And as far as punches landed, maybe my my youngest, my, my most recent daughter's mom, she landed enough. She landed the most. Like, my first baby mama, she landed one, and then I I, I pushed her. She she fell, so that's a knockdown. So basically, I would have won that round. This one, she put her hands on me. So by decision, she would have won because she had more punches landed. I didn't land none. 
I'm my nigga, we don't condone none of it. I'm just telling y'all what happened. I didn't hit nobody. When I say I knocked her down, I, I pushed myself, defending, my, defending myself, kind of pushing her back. And I'm strong. And she fell. And then this newest one, she, 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 land, my, she landed some punches. I ain't landing no hits on her because I'm not going to hit her. But I was good at evading a lot of the punches on some Mayweather shit. And I'm here today to, to talk about it. You know, your dick might not be as good. <laughs> that nigga Corey was like, what? <laughs> my nigga Kool-Aid, uh, my nigga Kool-Aid, the entertainer texted me right now. He in LA. It's a lot of niggas here from the city. He in LA right now. Yeah, yeah, Kool-Aid. Well, who's, we had a thousand niggas on that show. It was it was a thousand niggas. I don't even remember that. I think that was on. Shout out to Tez, man. Y'all just got Yeah, yeah. I never seen a what's that epilogue? That's the epilogue that I was watching. What y'all think about the? Uh, I think it was. I think it was hella funny. Yeah. I think it was hella funny. Boy, dog, dog Chappelle does what he do, man. He one of my favorites. Him, Patrice O'Neal. Yeah. Tommy Davidson yeah. and a, a slew of other motherfuckers. Tommy Davidson at the top because that was the first comedian I've ever seen. That was the first thing I've ever seen that I was like, I don't know what he do, but I want to do that one day. Uh -huh. So no matter what, that's why I, was, I can't never meet yeah, that nigga. Up, dog. He a beast. through the crowd. That might be the one that the first one I ever saw. That might be the first one I ever saw. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. you feel like your style comedy is do you extract from some of those? Yeah, I feel like I I they uh they they influence not influence um they inspire a lot of my shit. Like I mean but the more I, I do this the more I be like Becoming me, like I mean, I think like back back in the day, you could have been like, "Oh, you remind me of this person." Da 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 da. But it's like I kind of took some of that game the same way you can look at Kobe and be like, "Okay, you can see he kind of took a little bit from Jordan." But then he, and then he, yeah, he adjusted his game. He adjusted his game and was like, and adjusted it to the age that he in. So yeah, like Tommy, Chappelle, Patrice, uh, Corey. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like certain motherfuckers is like, oh, did you? Corey Holcomb, man, he, uh, I mean, yeah. But if it's his truth, it's like, what you going to do about somebody being his truth? Yeah. Now, when you up there pump fake and making up shit, then that's when you look crazy. Yeah. And that's, that's one thing. Like, I know they say, like, it takes 10 years to find your voice, though. Definitely. Um, it do. And I'm cool with that. Like, I don't, I don't mind, like, working from the ground up or shit, man, and finding my voice. But one thing that I started doing was just talking about my shit. Like, even when I was out in uh, Detroit, it was like, man, let me just talk about yeah. You know, that was my mom and that whole thing. And I ended up making a bit out of that 
cleaned it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And you can't take it from nobody else. And, and being that it's original, somebody else felt, somebody dealt with that in their own way. So that's what comedy is about, being able people to relate to you. And if they can't relate to you, being able to walk in your shoes, it's almost like you telling a story. See that sound? Was that you? Or was that the thing? <laughs> what if they're releasing some type of weird gas and it's a hostel and we wake up and this nigga got us tied up and it's some weird Buddhist cult type shit? Because who, is it other people standing here with us? Them other Airbnbs? I don't know why Kari picked this place. Nigga, they, first of all, they, they, they try, this is, they, this is a front for sex trafficking. They, they, they sex trafficking around here and they making fake Jordans. Oh, so she come, because we were in a flower district. So you know what it was? Tony and Joe, you came from the dentist. What you had done? Oh, yeah, get retainers. I thought you had to get a tooth pulled or something on your birthday. I was like, nigga, that is the worst shit ever. Yeah, yeah so, man. Sir, like, it's funny, man, because like, when I was living in Milwaukee and now that I'm in L.A., you know, everybody knows me to be. So, you know, by y'all being in this industry, like, what's, what's the... Like, I was talking to my homeboy, Dan. Shout out to my homeboy, Dan. We were just talking about Detroit music and how far it come out. Like, there's a lot of people in Milwaukee that was talking about cash out. Like, you thought she was Exactly. You don't. You know, it, it takes for you to actually leave the city to get that love. Like, oh, like nigga, hard. nigga, they fuck with me hard in Indiana. Mm -hmm. They fuck with me hard in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 what other spot they fuck with me hard? It's like a couple cities in 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 which I'm gonna call it that fuck with me hard. This flyer guy called him. I should pick up on the phone on the podcast, but nah, he want money. <laughs> and I'm out of town. I can't give it to him now, but uh. Shout out to my nigga. I'm doing a show with him sometime in Monday, on Monday, me and J-Bell over at the Punchline. Uh, um, yeah, but um, I'm trying to think, bro. Yeah, yeah, like Cash Doll, like Sada Baby. Yeah. Them niggas. Music just move faster than comedy do, though. Who do you think the hottest in the city? As far as what? As far as uh, I would probably say Cash Doll right now. I mean, now that she got out of whatever contract she in. She just did something with Pusha T. She got a song with Wayne. Uh, she just making music that bitches want to hear. Like, and all she need is to get with the right. Like, she can do it by herself, but if she was to do some shit like get with MMG, because they don't have a girl, girl, they don't have a woman, and she fits right into the shit they talk. A nigga like Ross, executive producing an album for Cash Doll. And remember, I said this on here. It's probably gonna happen. Cause I said the same thing about Jeezy signing Cat Doughboy's Cash Out and him fucking with payroll hard. Said that. Cash out, fuck around, get with somebody like MMG and align herself, or even Dream Tasters. But that's still an MMG affiliate. You know what I'm saying? Should be out of here. But yeah, outside of somebody who ain't already kind of on, probably Sada. He probably he gonna have a bunch of niggas dancing goofy and doing that shit he doing. Yeah, somebody here, uh, put me outside, man. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm all the way up on him. So it's like I just know. I feel his influence. When you I was on the east side, they played that nigga music for like two hours straight. I didn't even know he had two hours of music. And it's like two to three minute snippets. So imagine to have two hours worth of two minute and 30 second snippets of, like, of songs. There ain't no snippets, whole songs. And niggas in there fucking with it. So I don't know, man. Like you listening to music out here? Like what the local niggas like out here? 
Oh yeah, yeah. I'm talking, but you talking about niggas. Oh, oh. oh, oh. Where was you at when they uh 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 they ran up on Rocky B out here? This nigga said like, he could have did something about it. Did you hear about it though? I don't even know Rocky B. Oh wow, she a rapper from the city. She's sweet oh, as fuck. You know what? I think I did hear about she got jumped. Got jumped and they put her in the dog cage. This little bitch named uh Cuban Dow. Yeah, that shit was hella old. Of course, Kari thought she got had she got coming because the bitch in the streets. But I feel like niggas is never supposed to do bitch business. Car was like, well, that's just how the game go. I'm like, nigga, ain't got no game go. No, no niggas beat a girl up, put her in her cage. Now, if some bitches beat her up, put her in the cage, that's something else. But hey, Car a street nigga, and he was a reformed, woke nigga now. And he, he, it's cool to put a bitch in the dog cage, but it ain't, it ain't okay for my baby mama to then put her hands on me. I ain't hit nobody. I don't condone this. I don't condone domestic violence at all. I was the victim, but I just understood that nigga. I know why they mad, cause I ain't shit. So it's like, nothing justifies me putting my hands on them. And I apologize to all the women that I've ever done wrong. And I'm going to have all my exes on the show, and I'm going to clear the air with them, and we're going to have a surviving, uh, we're going to have a surviving Josh Adams show if they feel like I'm that bad of a nigga. And they can say whatever they want to say, and, I, and I'm going to clear the air. Because one of my exes, uh, I ain't got to say her name. She knows who she is, and, you know, it's only three other niggas listening to this podcast, and they know who I'm talking about. She hit me up because if you listen to my album, I talk about getting caught up at 1515 Broadway and she finally got to hear the behind the scenes of all this shit and not the, yeah. She only know the parts, she only know the parts that I told her to make her all right with, to keep fucking with me, but she heard what really happened behind the scenes and she laughed about it, but then she tried to go in on me a little bit talking about some other shit. But hey, shout out to her and that stream she gave her nigga. You know what I'm saying? Hey, side, side note, man, uh, congrats on that album. Man. Appreciate it, Tom. Yeah, go buy it though. Like that streams don't really do much for me because it ain't music. Like niggas ain't really. <clears throat> you only get like some sense, and not that sound ungrateful, but it's like no, nah, it's like I get how comedy work. Right. Niggas ain't streaming and streaming like that. It's like buy it, and niggas can listen to a comedy album every whatever, whatever. Buy my shit. Buy shit man. Uh, what a minute. What is it? Uh, Amazon, Google Play, iTunes. Yeah. Go purchase my album. Show me some love, man. It's funny too. I mean, it is. I, you know what I was thinking about doing, dog? Like, I mean, of course, I'm going to do specials mm-hmm. up the wazoo, but I'm going to damn near do this like the drought series. Like, I'm going to do the Miseducation 2 and the Miseducation 3, like, for 30 minutes. Like, the next one's going to be like 30 minutes and like mixtape series. Like, yeah, some mixtape shit. Like, all right, bet. I'm going to give you another Miseducation, get a dope ass picture of me when I was younger, almost like I got another one in mind. And then, like, you know, steady doing it, and it's only going to get better. So, I think I'm going to do that. So, Lauren Hill ain't using it no more. And it was a book, right? But I know Lauren Hill for doing it. Yeah. All right, man. So, Tom, man, tell these people they can follow you at, man. Oh, good, man. Uh, I am Tony Powers. That's on Instagram. And, uh, What's your Tinder? Nah, I ain't no Tinder, bro. Tried to catch that nigga up. <laughs> I don't be fucking around. But, yeah, man, holla at me, man. Yo, I appreciate y'all having me out. Shout out to Kyrie. I thought he was going to give you a big word that I could look up. Oh, give me one. Hold on. We got to give you some vocab. Uh, let's see. You probably familiar with expeditiously because I was using that term, but you familiar with that? You don't work. You don't work the fast food before. Uh, let's see, a <laughs> big word of today: uh, pensive, thinking, thinking. So it's like a pensive, uh, a pensive 
state, meaning like you probably the thinking man, thinking about a lot of shit. So there you go. Don't tell them niggas that. This a Northwestern nigga right here. Yeah. King kicked him out because he was trying to. He robbed. <laughs> <laughs> he robbed a substitute teacher and drove the nigga car around for about a week. Go. Go ahead. Expulsion. Yep. All right. So uh, this was around the time, like ninety, like ninety nine. Remember, everybody had stocking caps. Yeah. So, so I had this. My homeboy brought this toy gun to the school, and I had my stocking cap. So I'm like, yo, I'm gonna throw the stocking cap over my face. I'm gonna act like I'm robbing this motherfucker. Wow. Right. I did that shit. A substitute teacher saw me. She dropped. Like all the uh, stuff she had in her, she started panicking. I was like, no, 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 I'm playing. And I still had the stocky cap over my face. <laughs> <laughs> and I had the gun. She started panicking more. <laughs> I, I had just like the stocky cap off. That dumb ass nigga said, no, no, I'm playing. <laughs> no, bitch, I'm playing with you still. Kids do some dumbest shit, bro. My G, appreciate you. For sure, nigga, now that you got it popping now, nigga, I want to thank you for holding us down on the West Coast. You know what I'm saying? And really listening and keeping me motivated on, on both sides of everything, man, the game. You hit me up. You reach out just to reach out. And then you was like, nigga, keep this podcast shit going. And it has been beneficial. I had people reach out to me about the podcast. I had people discover me from the podcast before even the comedy. So they like, nigga, we thought you did this. We didn't know nothing about that, so. I appreciate you, Tony, my nigga. I got nothing but love for you, bro. And, um, you know, I wish you and your girl the best of luck out here. I'm moving out here. Corey going to start doing more shit out here. So the bag on the way. So, nigga, you know, y'all just hold tight, nigga. Don't have no kids until the real money come. No, I'm playing. Do that. Anyway, because we're going to be blessed regardless. But, my nigga, thank you, bro. I love you. All right, y'all. This is another episode of the Josh Adams Podcast live in L.A. from the Airbnb. I'm about to go use the bathroom. I have to take a shit. God bless and good night. Remember to like. Share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. October 24th through October 27th at the Andy Arts, 3000 Finkel Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, at the inaugural Detroit is Different Festival. The collage of sound, sight, taste, feel, and scent of Detroit from all walks of life. Join Piper Carter, Frida Sampson, Unicorns Are Real, Josh Adams, The New Kids, Group Text, Jennifer Crawford, Care Michigan, Audra Carson, My Natural Hair, Cornbread and Caviar, Kari Frazier, Sterling Tolls, 
Baldy James, and more artists. The Detroit is Different Festival provides you the rare opportunity to witness, experience, and familiarize yourself with the diverse subcultures that make Detroit different. Experience this all for 50 bucks. Visit www.detroitisdifferent.com and get your tickets today.